This is episode one of the Lovecraft Country After Show. Um, the episode was called Sundown, um, which is, I'm assuming, based on the reference to Sundown uh, County. Is that what it was? A county? Sundown yeah, they, county? they were in a whole Sundown County as opposed to just a town. Okay, oh, so no, it's, it wasn't actually Sundown County. That's what they were calling it because at Sundown. Yes. Right. That's when shit jumps yeah. off. Yeah. Well, the, the if mean, you are color. Yeah, the law is like there's no black people allowed out after right. dark at all. I mean, there's some. Some still exist in like Texas. No, I mean like there's some like uh, where it's just not after dark, but it's like ever. Mm. I think Waverly. <laughs> Waverly, Ohio. <laughs> Waverly's getting close. <laughs> Jackson. So the episode's called Sundown. Uh, that was um, really crazy, that episode. Yeah, it was. Um, the running time was a little over an hour, an hour and ten minutes, I think. Um, it started out uh, pretty crazy with kind of like a flashback, dreamy sequence of the Korean War. Is that what it's it was? a little surreal. Where he was dreaming of, um, like, running through some, uh, like, what do they call those, like, rat holes or right. those mm. uh, little dugout Bad. trenches. Trenches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and then there's some sci-fi introduction. So I think yeah. that's what made it sci-fi. kind of yeah. dreamy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Of some UFOs and monsters, and the then monster. he sees the the woman, skinned woman. Yeah, wow. And then uh, Jackie Robinson, I think, came in. Jackie Robinson came in yeah, with his with bat. His bat. So he was it. the hero. So I think it was kind of speaking on like how historically black men have ever only really been useful or acknowledged for like military service mm-hmm. or athleticism. Right. And it's kind of yeah. uh you know, a critique on that. And That's what the, I was getting from it. The Asian character yeah. of her. Kind of like a shared minority experience, possibly. Yeah. Something to do with her. She's she's insignificant in some way. Because yeah. she didn't seem like a threat, necessarily, Mm-mm. to him. As opposed to the Kind of an enigma. Monster. Just yeah. She just floats down out of this UFO. Like, in the dream sequence? And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that um, after he called her on the phone, I think she's someone that's going to linger towards incomplete business. So you think that's the yeah. same character? Yes. I think so, yes. too. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Okay. For sure. I, I think that uh, when you grow up in poverty, mm-hmm. that a lot of people dream their way out of things. Mm. And I think uh, with him going to the military, since it was something his dad was strongly against, mm. um, he didn't want to feel like he was fighting a white man's war. So he tried to create something fictional but also i believe like what i said before that um he's encountered or it's been encountered in military presence those supernatural things Mm, the monsters yeah wow so that was so messed up that that whole entire episode was just yeah crazy i mean as an introduction to something that's going to be 10 episodes i didn't i totally forgot to like introduce everybody my name's Jason. We're here with Anita D, Devin Brown, and Money G. Money G, I'm here. And we also have Terry, who's sitting in. She watched the show with us, too. We just watched the show just now. Yeah. The premiere. Um, it was, yeah, those emotions after were really intense for a minute. Yeah, so um, 
Lovecraft Country started um, <laughs> with the character Atticus, and he finds out he he's his father writes him a letter and tells him that basically he's going to uh, the father Montrose is going to be checking out for a minute to go find the genealogy of his uh, his legacy, wife some legacy the legacy of behind. his wife yeah yeah and um. So he travels up to Chicago, Atticus does. Well, to... his father turns up to be missing, right? For two weeks, they're saying. Right. No one can find him. Right. They're, he's just off the grid. Yeah. So that's why Atticus yeah. boogies up to Chicago. From I think in the book, he's like in New Orleans. Uh, in the show, I think there's a Florida. I, that's what they say. Was I think it Florida? Florida. Yeah. Up in Florida. Was a, maybe yeah. it was Florida. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. And it was uh, very segregated there. Yep. North Florida, always. Definitely. Pensacola? Oh, yeah. Gainesville. Yeah. Are you from Florida, money? No. I'm actually from Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. Well, I'm Pull, from Pensacola. Okay. Pull that I'm microphone a little bit closer to you. There okay, we go. microphone up. Yeah. Um, so, first impressions. Uh, it was very detailed. It was. When, uh, I mean, the story is is going very smoothly. I mean, I didn't feel like I was missing any uh, backstory. I mm. mean, it was kind of developing as it was going. Uh. Um, I thought it was pretty smooth where, you know, the, the, as each character was introduced, they kind of explained um who they were. It was very natural, the yeah. flow of everything. Yeah, it was directed by Jan Demange. Mm. Um, I've never heard of him before. Mm. He directed a few uh, shows that I've heard of, like White Boy Rick. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, directed some of that. Um, of course, we all know who Jordan Peele is, Misha Green and J.J. Abrams. Yeah. In the first, in our introductory episode, I forgot completely forgot that J.J. Abrams was part of the group. I mean, mm -hmm. I knew it, but I forgot to mention it. Yeah, need his money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I think Jordan Peele's got some loot. Jordan Peele's got some, he's got some coin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that J.J. Abrams, though, though. Coin <clears throat> equals influence. Yeah, mm -hmm. it sure does. Uh, well, I can I can see maybe even some tech technical. I mean, J.J. Abrams has done some radical stuff when it comes to sci-fi, so I think his. Oh yeah, he knocked it out of the park with Star Wars, right? Um, Everybody was really pleased <laughs> with what he brought to the table, right? Yeah. So. Um, which Star Wars are you talking about? I don't even know, <laughs> but I just know he was a part of one. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, the characters were really good. Like, okay, so I'm following along in the book, and uh, so they introduced Atticus first, which goes along with the book, and then they introduced uh, George Freeman, his uncle, and the wife, um, Hippolyta, I think her name is, Hipp Hippolyta. That's that's the girl, the woman he was in the bed with. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And um, and I think in the book, I might be wrong, but I think in the book, I thought it was a son that was. 
they made it seem like it was going to be a son. They uh, with the very before they actually showed her. Yeah, it felt like it should have been a son. The way the the, sh- the show started yeah. moving. It was so like, I when mean, I saw her, I was like, wait a minute, it's a girl. I don't remember if they actually explained it or not in the book, but um. Yeah. Well, they they introduced the characters very um, family oriented to very well spoken, educated. Um, loving. Well, I mean, that, when you look that at, was awesome for you, them to do that. Well, I mean, you go in, you walk into their uh, row house in Chicago, mm-hmm. and every single wall was a library, right? Mm-hmm. Just books. Yeah, and it's a telescope. In the book, uh, yeah, in the book, the um, the pretty much all the characters are into sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and yeah. it saved their lives ultimately. You know. So far. So yeah. far. I think that... And they're uh, all readers of H.P. Lovecraft. I, I think that so. also is before Chicago Riots mm-hmm. also. I don't know if it's before or after, but... Um, yeah, this was, what, 56? Mm-hmm. This yeah. is happening? Yeah, it's probably around that time. Yeah. About to, about to pop. Yeah. Right. So I think that, that also plays... Um, I think a lot of knowledge played a lot of uh, position and mm-hmm. how the riots were actually directed mm-hmm. in that time. So Right. I think yeah, it, that, it it was it was great. I think the intro was just awesome. Yeah, it you was. fell right in love with the characters, like almost immediately. You just felt a bond, like it was really it really pulled you in. So I thought that was pretty cool. One thing that I thought was interesting was like the whole section. I'm just gonna start comparing this to the book. Mm-hmm. The whole section. I don't recall like the whole section with the block party. I don't think that was in the book. Yeah. But that actually, I like that twist, though. If, I mean, that that brought those two characters, and Letitia especially, out. Like, it was like, mm-hmm. bam, we're wild, we're, we're um, you know, we're of age, we're party, we, you know, we're living our lives, we're, we're independent, strong women, and kind of, you know, that was really cool. Well, introduction the, um, to her character, too. The Ruby Baptiste was yeah. played by... Um, Wunmi Musaku and I looked her up and she's that she sang that like the songs which were Sister Rosati Rosetta Tharp like those songs that she was singing I she sang those like in real life I could tell yeah I could tell so I mean and she's uh like a triple threat she's singing she's acting and uh she's made for the screen um so that wasn't part of the book i don't think did you read it no um i just listened you know to that that one um publicity thing that the the author did mm -hmm. that was that was really great it was really intense okay he gave a lot of stuff about the intro so i think with the singer woman Mm -hmm. um beyond her being bitter about uh the mother dying, uh, I believe that there was also some sibling rivalry that takes place in that, in that too, you know, right. you got two days and you know, this and that and yeah, be not, not splitting my tips with you, uh, not splitting the tips, uh, all of that stuff. I think that that was beyond the bitterness from the mother dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That relationship showed intensity, like from the spot, like it was just like, you knew it was going to be an intense relationship between those two. It probably goes back to the the dynamic of uh, 
colorism and there's the difference in their skin tones mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know she was darker Ladisha's exactly very light skin mm-hmm. so she's probably been treated much and better she's free spirited she's out running around like a gypsy there's, yeah exactly there's a life. certain privilege yeah. that comes with uh being lighter being skinned, a lighter skinned. Yeah. You, you know what i wonder though as i was watching it where was she at and what was she doing yeah that she, she was had not that there. camera so was, was she a, like a photographer or a journalist or something? You know, I don't know if she like ran off with a guy. Yeah. Possibly. She kind of has like I got on drugs type of story or I was like a little freak, <laughs> just like, a little freaky horror back in the <laughs> days and I ran off with a guy with money. She looks like that she's used to being more well kept. Absolutely. Than I, the people in the I neighborhood. I disagree with that. I, I immediately felt connected to her. She's the girl that wants to go out and experience the world. She doesn't want to be locked down and married. What do you think? Well, she was over the only, she was Terry. The only girl. She's over there like, yeah. See, we, we can recognize a strong, independent yeah. woman. So, yeah. yeah. She was the only girl in the sci-fi club as yeah. well. That's how she, she knows Atticus. A smart, straight-A so, student mm-hmm. type. Athlete, track yeah. star. So. Yeah. She wanted to see the world, and yeah. she wasn't going to let anything hold her back. Yeah, she flew the coop. Yeah. So the, so the question is, where did she go to see the world while he was seeing the world? Right. Because, you know, and girls they, we went to school with, yeah. they don't stay the same way. It's because yeah. you're in a book no. club and this and that. <laughs> yeah. Once you graduate from high school, then she's different by 22. Mm-hmm. She probably went to Hollywood. Yeah. I don't Hot. know. She got the looks. <laughs> Maybe she tried to make it out. Did she go to West? You sure went West Broad Street? (laughs) 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 She went to West Broad Street. (laughs) The Hollywood Hollywood Casino. (laughs) Ran off with Shane from the West Side. (laughs) Dirty white T-shirt. So when when (laughs) he got there, they decide he decided he was going to go. So they figured out that the car they're going to take the car, and then over over the night, that's when he called South Korea. Yeah, mm. that first night. That's yeah. who was he calling? That's what we're thinking. That lady in that dream in the beginning might be related to that phone call somehow. Maybe she was. Yeah, she said you left. You left mm. me. Yeah, you shouldn't have left. You yeah. shouldn't have left. Like it was some. It jumped off some spooky feelings for me. I was like, whoa. It felt yeah. weird. It, it seems beyond romance. Like you should have never left. Yeah, it might threateningly. It might connect though with the monsters, like yeah, yeah. That you might not be covered. Yeah, she might put that thing on and put some stuff in the spaghetti. Mm. <laughs> I think that kind of was in why the they introduced that dream then, yeah. kind of give us some direction as to where these weird people are kind of going to come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, he showed the letter that his father Montrose, who we haven't not. We have not been introduced to yet. No. Um, he showed that letter to his uncle, and he was reading it, and that's where they were like, it's not Arkham. Arkham is mm. was the publishing house uh-huh. that published H.P. Lovecraft. And so, well, it's not Arkham. They look closer, and it's Arkham. Okay. Right. Uh, but is it really? Right. Know, is it really different, or is it the same thing? And so his, they're just, they decide that they got to go. But the gist of that letter was that Montrose has to go. He's, he's been uh, infatuated with finding out what his wife's heritage was. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. And so 
Um, and then we got those, the white girl. Well, the, that comes later. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to include that the profession that they're in is a travel guide mm. publisher. Atticus they, and his family. Yeah. yeah. Well, not Atticus, but his family. I think Atticus was just... Okay. But that's who we're referring to. That's who we're Right, right, right. Yeah, Atticus's family mm-hmm. together. And his wife, uh, George's wife, was actually the next time... Or no, George says the next time we do that, you're going to come with us. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and that was before shit hit the fan. Well, can I interject sure. something real quick? So... Since we're talking about the bookstore they have, what do you think is the significance of the books that he's been holding? He's, we saw the Count of Monte Cristo. I know. There's two different a lot versions, of, A too. lot of prolonged shots on them. Yeah. So you want us to know and about these it. these archetypes. It almost feels yeah. like these are archetypes that are kind of coming in as like a guide of like... Mm-hmm. It's like an allusion yeah, to these things. Yeah, some kind of like spiritual connection. Like his name Atticus, Atticus Finch, and To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the scene where he's in the car, he's holding the book. Mm-hmm. And it's got like a red stamp on the front. I was trying to figure right out. when the car like backfires like a gunshot and it mm-hmm. kind of looks like a gunshot mm-hmm. on his stomach. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like a nice allusion to the violence with mm-hmm. the vampires later on. Um, I just wanted to interject that. Thought. When was that? These oh, are little okay. things that are just happening as like you go Yeah, along. just speaking onto like speaking towards the beats of the show and how it's just punchy yeah. and kind of laying Props everything down for you, all the foreshadowing <laughs> yeah when did that happen which part the, the car the book in the car backfiring i believe mm. i guess when they were running from the guys in the pickup truck it was before that it's on their way before they stop for at the diner it's right here <laughs> so uh it's actually we just wa- we just watched the uh, Simmonsville. Simmonsville. That was the name we were trying. <laughs> we just watched the um, the premiere and on HBO they're playing it again. So this is on in the background, and um, it was it was kind of emotional for me too because uh, I'm Caucasian, and we we grew up. I grew up here in Ohio, and uh, this like <clears throat> I feel like I'm cultured you know i i'm whatever but the scenes in here were like so emotional because like they're sitting in the diner and they hear the cook or whatever get on the phone and say there's three of them in here right i'm like man seriously you know Mm -hmm. that's yeah it makes you wonder what would have happened if the woman wouldn't have heard the conversation. Oh yeah. They would have been shot up for lunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is, this is like 1950s. It's not that long ago. Yeah. It's not, uh, Alabama. Right. Or, you know, Kentucky even. Exactly. Money. You're also from the South. Right. So something that I couldn't help but notice as I was watching is that, kind of what Jason's saying it's not that long ago but it's still very relevant today those feelings like um, even as a small child you're very aware of the differences and racial hierarchies and like the possible threat exactly that they can be I know um, anytime we had to like go into Alabama Mm -hmm. I hated it because it it felt like almost like a visceral difference just kind of crossing into a different state right and people from Alabama feel that way about Mississippi. You know, it's like 
30 minutes away, the, the line is. But the crazy thing is I've experienced much more racism up north. Mm. Okay. And not just racism from whites, but racism from like people from those white cousin countries. Mm. You feel me? And, you know, people say, oh, Alabama. But only one thing I can say about Alabama is before um, when I was in my 20s, and I was, you know, the Maury Povich star That guy. was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. The, the clubs, there were clubs still there that didn't, they can turn around any black person that they mm-hmm. wanted. Like, you can't come in because it was their right to. And um, I'm not some hero or something, but I, I did help to desegregate nightclubs mm-hmm. in the late 90s and early 2000s there. Yeah. You know, some people look at Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson like they ain't black. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be racist as hell. Yeah, but you, you're going to like Mike Tyson, Michael Jordan, or you like Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. just the way it was. Yep. And then I'm like, my mom's white, my dad's black. Right. You know, so I, I grew up just kind of going back and back and forth, back in between those right. two cultures and kind of really um, observing just, mm-hmm. the, just the minor, subtle kind of right. differences. But um, I say Alabama just because, you know, you stop somewhere that you're unfamiliar with, you know, not right. from there. So you don't really know what to expect. Right. So even just going into like a random gas station in a small town. Right. In the back of your mind, you're kind of like, I got to get in. I got to get out. Well, there was a couple comments right. that were made in our introductory episode mm. um, <clears throat> that I, I want to clarify. Like I said something about how like um, <clears throat> everybody, you know, was pretty much savages. That's not true. Uh, you know, in the time of Christopher Columbus and the time of uh, the the sp- uh, discovery and all that, there's always been allies of mm-hmm. different cultures. Right. Um, most of racism, I think, is probably more ignorance based and xenophobic type. You know, fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And an example for that is there was an, a situation at one of my jobs where this, the person in power, the supervisor, was talking to uh, an employee directly under her. And she was hung up off the phone. She wasn't talking to someone, but she was just hung up the, off the phone. And she's I can't stand black people. Mm. And... The guy sitting right there, the dispatcher was like, what did you say? And she's like, oh, not you. And he's like, but I'm black. Mm. <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't, and I'm not talking about you. And she, and he was like, yes, you are. You're talking about me. I mean, even though you're not directly talking about me, you just said something really messed up. And she got fired. Mm. But... um. It's like that. That's like an ignorant thing to say. It's like you don't even realize how racist you are when you say something like that. But it's like, it's not that you're racist. It's that you're stupid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you could, I mean, I'm not saying that she wasn't racist, but she was very stupid. You know, very ignorant. She has no idea what she's talking about. And that just goes to show, like, why 
I know some people get annoyed by shows like this. Like, well, why are we still harking on this? Mm-hmm. It shows how relevant these kind of media portrayals still are because there is that ignorance out there yeah. and that fear of outsiders. And you um, know, I don't think she directly... I think that the way she's, a lot of people look at it like this. Like if you're a hood, you're black. Mm. It, it can mean the white chick that has three mixed kids. You feel me? Or, you know, even with servers. When I used to serve, I heard the same comment before. Mm-hmm. It's all, you know, you guys wait on them, wait on them. I'm, I can't stand black people. One thing about it is, is this is even as a black person, I feel that my my culture, culture and race is completely different because everybody don't believe in the same thing I believe in. You mm-hmm. feel me? Yeah. So the thing is, is when you start seeing people getting in there as being bougie, you know, tipping two dollars, doing that, people have learned now in society that it's not even really about your color, but it's pretty much about your economic state. Okay. It's no difference between like a homeless white man and a homeless black man. Like people are not gonna say, "Oh, we're gonna give him money because he's white." Yeah. They just look at you like you're not shit. Either of you guys, you understand what I'm saying? Well, that's because you know we're integrated now. You know, we're starting to realize that we have common problems. You know, everybody's having being forced to live together. We're all being forced into poverty. We're stuck in this capitalistic well, I environment. Think, I so. think like. Contrary to what you just said, there is a difference between a homeless white person and a homeless black person. A homeless white person can walk down the street during the middle of the night and not be arrested. A homeless black person walking down the middle of the street is probably going to not only get arrested, but probably going to get, you know, uh, harassed. Har- more than and harassed, but it depends. More. It depends because I live off of Parsons, and the most dangerous looking thing people look out there is homeless white dudes Pars- it- Parsons is uh, an area of Columbus that's um, close to downtown right so it has a re- history and reputation for not so nice things well it's starting to get gentrified yeah I right. mean there's yeah I live there now <laughs> me too thanks so. Devin Brown yeah um, is that where all the never mind <laughs> <laughs> you know we make well, uh, artisanal meth and other Delightful drugs. I think crack is the most le- least uh, used drug on Parsons and in, in the areas uh, around downtown nowadays. I don't think crackheads are becoming extinct. What, what is it? It's probably now, alcohol. And that and opioids. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah synthetic. Opioids, mm-hmm. opioids. And I've even met people that smoke synthetic weed. They call oh. it like something. I don't know what the hell it is, that but it's like fake weed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not just smoke the real Stinky shit? Snacks. Now, the show is is clearly very relevant topics I was talking about. Um, What do you guys think of that that car scene with the uh, after while they're being chased, the car comes out of nowhere and like flips? Yes. What do you think that? Well, they were expecting him. The uh, the very end when they show roll up to the house, Mm -hmm. the guy opens the door and he's like, "We're expecting you." Are you talking about the? Uh, It was the same car that was parked up there. Yeah, yeah. that that same gray car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she her 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 character is Christine Christina Braithwaite. The actress is Abby Lee, and I could probably just watch her all day long. (laughs) Anyway, um, 
So she, she is she was she the driver? Yes. She just she was in the car by herself. Yeah, she was in the car by herself. It and looked she, to be I mean, it appeared to be that she was in the car by herself. We don't she know for intercepted sure. you know, she cut the guy off and or the was well, a truck mm-hmm. yeah, filled truck with full of shooters. Shooters. Mm-hmm. Shooters. Racist pigs. <laughs> and uh, she had powers because she just was like, boom. And the car just flipped over. Mm. They didn't hit nothing. It was her, like, you know, whatever. Do you think she was the one that was uh, whistled? Maybe. The monsters, possibly. possibly. Yeah. Mm. It gets deep here. Mm. Yeah, so she after the scene with her, that's when they roll up into was it Devon County or, or yeah, whatever county that was, Sundown, and was sundown they get they stop to look for was that they stopping to look for a road? Yeah, there's some road that they were on the lookout for that uh it wasn't there no more, didn't mm-hmm. exist anymore. Yeah, so they pulled over. Uh, Uncle Freeman. Stayed in the car while Atticus and Letitia get out and they're kind of walking around and just, you know, and he bathed. waxing on each other. Yeah, he bathed and she took a picture of him also. Oh, really? Yeah. Is in the woods? When, is that when he was up outside the car mm. cleaning up? Okay. And she took pictures of him? All right. Yeah. So, uh, and then the cop rolled up and pulled up behind him and he followed them out of town. And then that was a setup. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got to the woods again, except this time. What was the cops telling them to do? They were looking for something, right? They, were they said like, they were looking for uh, some robbery suspects. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. They said they could search the car. They could search they said, the car. You know, you're giving me permission to search this car. Yeah. But that was a setup, too. Okay. And that's where shit hit the fan. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's where J.J. Abrams <laughs> hits hits the screen. And those were some wicked ass monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How come they didn't? You know, it, it had to be that they didn't know that those things are there, and they've been in that town, or either something's following this guy. Well, they knew they were there because the guy that they stopped at to talk to. He was like, oh, a lot of people are missing out in the woods like from these attacks. Okay. And then there's also this crazy racist sheriff. I don't know who I'd be more afraid of. The, the wolves, the, the bears. The strange creatures or the, mm-hmm. the sheriff. Who knew that? Um, this guy on the screen, I don't know. His, well, no, um, <laughs> not Atticus, but... Letitia's brother? I, th- I think it was Letitia's brother, yeah. yeah. He, was, he had done recon for them and was sharing notes. Okay. So how come the police really officers didn't know that they were taking a risk? Have been attacked while they're out in the woods, right out in the woods, and in, in their own little city. If they know people are missing and this and that, what were they were thinking people were missing? I don't know if it's common knowledge because he had to do like a deep dive on like a lot of records and papers, clippings. Well, it sounds like these, t- it sounds like these two weeks that his dad's been missing is when all this stuff's been jumping off. Mm. Yeah, so there's some sort of relevance to the disappearance of his father to all of these things happening i think i think we're gonna find that these all these you know just so it's not something that these it might not be creatures have been around for a long time it's something that's been awakened or yeah you know and yeah yeah um one thing that i noticed that was really cool is the in the technical aspect is that 
the producers and the director are bringing 1950s style um like with sister Rosetta Tharp singing that uh tall like tall papa yeah you know I was I love that part I know and it was just like you know I want I wanted to be there kind yeah. of yeah um during that block party but then the next they go inside and the next scene is like 2020 uh hip hop yeah, exactly you know and all the kids are outside <laughs> playing in the street with the fire hydrant right. you got the pig the cop yeah. coming in and like saying oh you're not allowed to do that and that really brought back memories like those there's little things like that so you see the dynamics of the 50s in the country laid back it starts feeling really slow you almost feel like it's dragging along and then yeah you jumped into that hip-hop mm-hmm. and it just brings back the whole memories of being a kid playing yeah. in the streets fire hydrant spraying that was really cool and these 50s eras also are pre-riot time. Um, Oakland, Detroit, Chicago Well, riots, this is pre-like Dr. King. Exactly. You know, I mean, this is around the time, and um, I'm glad you said that because uh, this is when James Baldwin was uh, like a force in the civil rights era. And they actually start uh when i think it was when they're rolling up they're traveling and i don't know if they was listening to it on the radio or it sounded like it was just broadcasting in the background just to kind of give an introduction to maybe just the feeling of that experience i don't know how, how to describe it in words but it, i mean it, it went on for a long time yeah right. it almost played his whole interview that yeah he did. it was like two two minutes or so mm-hmm. so still post jim crow yes era. yes Okay. That they made it a point to, to, to drive that home. Um, so the compa- comparison to the book, I've been kind of throwing some stuff out there. Uh, it's it's strange because of the book. Um, I've pretty much gotten there. I haven't been introduced to any of the monsters. That's how. Like wow. I'm only trying to read a little bit, and since I I didn't know. There's no, it's not like there's no chapters. There's chapters in the book, but they're really long. So I knew that it wouldn't be like, you know, there's like four chapters in the book and there's 10 episodes. So I knew it would be not the same like mm-hmm. length. So I just kind of read to where I'm like, ah, it seems like I'm starting to get a little too far. But the, the, it's really close. Mm-hmm. Like it's really close. There's, um, a little difference. Um, for example, uh, the, when he's driving to Chicago, he's driving in a car. He's not on a bus. Right. You know, I mean, that's just kind of not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But what made it interesting is that when the bus breaks down, there's a pickup truck. And who did the pickup truck take? The white people. The white people. And that left Atticus and another African-American woman. Oh, right. Who she was just... A character and she gave a little insight um the whole part with uh the sci-fi books there there has to be something coming up with the sister or the cousin right um george's and his wife's daughter uh because th- there's th- too much of a 
like you know you're talking about the books being spotlighted mm-hmm. you know there's the that girl she's a writer she's a dreamer she's changing up her stories to where it's a woman mm-hmm. in her comic you know she's the one who went through and checked all the boxes when they're putting the stuff in the car um and you know she was what was she talking about on the phone when they were talking you know they were talking on the phone and she was uh she was telling him some more of the story of her heroine and her her comic book person that she's making well um it was definitely an interesting episode i mean especially i don't know if every episode is going to be an hour and 10 minutes um cuz that's what it ran uh I created a Facebook page in the 10 minutes before the show started and it's called uh the Lovecraft Country After Show Facebook page. Yes. Um so we can share that listeners please look for us and find it. You know what? I want to say We can this. discuss we can bring the listeners into the discussion. Mm-hmm. Right. I think after the diner mm-hmm. we would have went back. You would have went home. I would have went home. Yeah. You would have okay. turned around. Yeah, I would have turned around. Well, when they were, you know, chasing them and shooting them at them, and, you know, I mean. Yeah. It was uh, time to make a U-turn and go yeah. to another city mm-hmm. and and remap back well, <laughs> to where the brothers was. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, <laughs> they, uh, I think I think they did a great job because it, it brings you in. It, 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 it kind of drags you through the slow layout of the 50s. It brings in all the characters. It introduces them well. But it builds up that emotional connection and that um, empathy in you towards how the discrimination was. And you keep kind of getting these feelings. And you're, you're, um, the, the intense things comes when you do. You're feeling like these characters. You're right there with them. You're going through these experiences that they're going through. You're feeling their fear. And then it's starting to throw all these weird, crazy things in from the side. So you're, you're, you're starting to feel the dread mm-hmm. of the H.P. Lovecraft, you know, book feeling. It's starting to be there now. You're, you're getting that. You're, you're, you're dreading these crazy white racist guys chasing yeah. you with the guns and they're shooting at you. And then you have now these crazy looking vampire creatures. Well, there's like, it's like, there's also also like there's heartbreaking moments. Like when, when the Atticus is standing there and that asshole cop is like, you don't have to ask nicer than that. Right. And Letitia is looking at him like pop him, just pop him, pop him. And he doesn't, but you know, because he's been doing this his whole life. And the military also. This, military. And this is one yeah. of those experiences that unfortunately I can say I can absolutely relate and mm-hmm. have been in the situation where I've been arrested, pulled over by police and being with a black person and I've actually had them treat this person that way. Yeah. And being a witness to that, um, makes it it sits really hard on you to know that there's absolutely nothing that you can do. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Your hands are tied. Nothing you say matters. Yeah, you know it's 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 all about pride and ego at and, that point. And pride on both on both ends because right. you know oh, I'm not gonna bow down and say that exactly. But also the person that humility that you right, need to the, do the person that's demanding that type of respect also has a little pride problem too. Exactly. You know what I mean? Where they have control, right? Uh, or uh, they like power and, and you know. And I believe that power exposes the weakness in all mm. people. 
and the restaurant thing, you know, too. The, that's the other aspect of it. Right. You're having biracial children. I've had people get up and walk away from us right. after we've even <laughs> my kids were born in the 90s, 95 and 99. And you still have people at that time. That would literally look at you with disgust. Mixed kids is bad, though. Mixed kids is bad as hell. Sorry. Very devious. Devin, look at Devin. Especially named Devin. (laughs) Devin's such a problem. Devin the devil. But I think what you guys are talking about, I think that's kind of what the James Baldwin speech was really hinting at. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea of making assumptions about people. Just um, the fact that 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 question that's being asked overall is so loaded. Right. That, but it all boils down to one's point of view. Yeah, on any sort of and situation. that the characters are not like you know backwoods, uneducated characters. They're bringing these characters out in, in full form. You know that black people are capable of education and knowledge, and mm-hmm. and you know communicating properly. We're, they're not animals. There's you know this this weird craziness that races have that they're some sort of lesser being. And it's like, at what point do you understand? You know. Mm. We're all the same, and <laughs> we all have the same ability to learn and communicate and love, and yeah. So yeah, it's intense. It really. So does. where do you see the next episode going? It's, it's well, just... they've introduced now to these crazy two white people mm-hmm. that have come out of nowhere, and it's crazy how like they're they're not just white people. They're Trumpy, they're like... Ivanka white. <laughs> <laughs> they're the they're next blonde step. hair, green eye. I got money coming out my, you know. But you know what? They're they're, they're the next step. To them getting exactly. where they need to get to. Well, aren't they? The enigma continues. Exactly. Because <laughs> Salem, Massachusetts, which is what it's kind of based on, mm-hmm. had the whole witch trial thing. Mm-hmm. Weren't the yeah. aren't these people connected to? They weren't witches themselves, but they were witch hunters or something like that. Is, the people in the story. It does have yeah. some weird. Yeah, they, they were, have some they weird. They have magical twist. powers because of the the gray car. Yeah. So we know that there's a maybe a brother and a sister. Yeah. So Which both is of them probably twins, have probably. Some, sort of some Game of Thrones shit yeah, going on. Exactly. They're, you know that they're getting freaky. Of course. Yeah. The brother and sister. I'm waiting on those episodes. They're giving birth to those vampires that are chasing their asses in the woods. Yeah. Devil spawn. Who knows? But books. But those uh, eyes, though. Books saved lives. I really appreciate. I felt validated in that op- that episode mm-hmm. yeah. as someone you know who, who loves not only books but like some of the darker things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if uh, the uncle hadn't been reading like Dracula and shit, he wouldn't have been able to put all those ties together. Like right. the the creatures, the first thing they did was take the guy with the flashlight's arm off. Right. You know, so he was making all those connections that were spot on. Yeah. You need to know what goes bump in the night, right? In order to really get by. Yeah. You know, to make it in this hard-ass life. So he's kind of like, he's kind of like the compass. He's the one kind of holding it together. He's more, Atticus is the leader. You start looking at the roles they're playing. And, you know, they got Letitia. She's kind of like the sidekick. She's going right. to be that. Played by J- that, Journey Smollett. Yeah. She's fine. And yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah. I love her person. I didn't think from, no, these the trailers did no justice. Well, uh, all of the actors in this show are, are very attractive. Yeah. Especially Omar's character. Well, he hasn't even been introduced yet, bro. You gotta wait <laughs> before well, he starts. The, the, people, the people know that he's coming. <laughs> he and the people the also know that he's not attractive. You just can't wait. I can't wait. Oh my God. Uh, what do you think of um, Jonathan Majors? He's Atticus. I think he's doing a great job. He that is. was, he's 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 very balanced in his role. He's holding it all together mm-hmm. well. 
you know, he he he's definitely has a lot of he's very flexible. He mm-hmm. can walk through that whole realm of emotion. So he, I think he's he's doing good so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. he seems like he's from down south. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, he's got a little bit of an accent. Yeah, he too. seems southernish. Not country. A lot of people get right. confused with country. There's country in every state, but right. southern is different. Yeah, and he seems nerdy enough too. Yeah, you know, to pull. He kind of reminds me of, of an early version of Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that, but the guy yeah. that plays the stormtrooper in yeah. the recent Star Wars, yeah, that's what reminds that's me. Spun on, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what reminds me of. Yeah. So. Um, if you're black and you got a British accent, you can make it in the movies. <laughs> yeah. Idris <laughs> Elba. <Major Soba. laughs> so yes, exactly. I think so. All, all, I think all of the black actors in The Walking Dead were from England. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yep. But that's another whitewashed way of producing these kind of shows anyway. Because, you know, you can't. It's just it's it appeals to the the white crowd to have, you know gorgeous black men with accents you get the white women mm-hmm. followers and the black women and the black women it's it's a thing so you pull in the sexual aspect with that I'm and it makes it and it makes it easier and more likable for the white male mm. i'm kind of cool with it too. because english actors tend to be better actors in general than american actors <laughs> i i, I they, can't agree with that uh, no look, uh, idris elba can do a perfect american accent but take an American guy, and be like, didn't we already do talk this, about do this? this English guy? We talked about this and already. Americans suck at doing their accents. Idris is lucky. They, all, they can do all of our accents. We can't lucky. do any of their accents. He's lucky that Wesley Snipes got blackballed. Because <laughs> Wesley Snipes was fucking excellent, great actor. But have him play an English guy, <laughs> and it's gonna yeah, suck. Yeah, but he shouldn't have to play English guy. Like well, we he played Blade. Terry. He played Blade. Blade well, wasn't we watching, fucking American. Uh, we were watching <laughs> Stella gets her groove back or something like that recently. And Tay Diggs is in it, and he's American, but he does a horrible Jamaican accent yeah. the whole time. Tay Diggs is too <laughs> unmasculine. So you know, he's very, but you know what? To the me, point I, is we just can't do him. I'm you see, keep, you seen keep the, hiring black British actors. Have you seen the um, clips of Colin Hanks doing this J- Jamaican stuff? No, okay, well, I'm digressing. It's got to. nothing to do with <laughs> but, the fucking show. But. But what were the uh, ultimate predictions for next episode? Well, because it ends with them getting to this house, and then the the crazy white dude that must be the twin of the other girl. We've been expecting you. Yeah, we've been. Maybe he's going to give them COVID nineteen vaccinations (laughs) and a spaceship. They get fucking microchips. Yeah, (laughs) and a fucking that foil, that foil, foil outfits to go the rest of the way. Beam me up, Scotty. I I think it's going to take like science fiction thrown in there. I think it's going to take a really big scientific. Turn. And next you episode. know what's crazy is that it blended so well. These are such real life, real. It feels so real, like you're really there. And then you got these crazy monsters, and it didn't feel wrong. It's, it felt right. It's, it's, it's gonna go like, like this. It's, it's gonna go like this. It it's was, gonna like we were expecting you, and the guy's going, and Atticus is gonna be like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm L. Ron Hubbard." <laughs> you know, it's HBO. I'm your long lost brother. So I'm hoping okay. we get some some sex and titties. Because I'm like, man, that whole episode had no nudity. It was, was it was very, I don't think it was very wholesome. Not yet. No, not yet. This, this is gonna lead. This HBO. is gonna be. That, that, somebody's gonna hit that that's girl. That's why I give you my money. But these are strong black like um, With characters. Well, I think that, this I th- is gonna th- be th- very kid friendly. I think. I think the white lady. 
She'll get naked. She's gonna yeah. entice Atticus, and it's you gonna piss off Letitia. To Letitia's gonna be like, mm-mm. "You're projecting." Right. Mm. So what's gonna happen? I to think Uncle you're there? spot on, actually. I think yeah. that is what's gonna happen under but, the guise. But then of the, the, the white ass dude is gonna be like, "Letitia, that's my sister." Yeah, oh. right. That's that West Side shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like that eyes wide shut. That's stuff. that. That's mm-hmm. that shame. They're gonna go down in the basement, and there's gonna be people, where, you know, and with masks. Little masks. Breeding vampires yeah. with multi eyes oh, around oh, the bed in the middle with candles oh, and shit. But you know that does explain really why nothing happened to the them. uncle. That's why you know the uncle being the oldest person, he's older than all, all the cops. He's gonna be like, I would but jump in here, but my knee. I'm sorry, I, just <laughs> I, I don't think hip. so. I think I think we're gonna be pleasantly surprised that this is gonna stay fairly wholesome. It's gonna be very family friendly. I don't think so either. Because well, the, see, the, uh, go or what was it? What was uh, Jordan uh, Jordan Peele's movies? Us, us, and, and uh, uh, get out, get out. Yeah, those were fairly, even though they were, they uh, didn't. Ha- there was not a lot of sexual innuendo needed. It, it wasn't, wasn't necessary. But it wasn't HBO. The point is, it's HBO, HBO exactly. and I'm accustomed to a certain thing from oh, HBO, no. right? And I'm not getting it. Everything they show. If we don't Look, get it by episode two, hey. if I don't get it, yeah, seriously, bring it. Whatever. Somebody's HBO. gonna, somebody's gonna get I a penis disagree. stuck in their butt. HBO, if you're listening, everybody's to this watching. Might be a woman, might be a man. Somebody's everybody's watching it. a second running, thinking I we think, may have missed the titties, right? Yeah, I'm like, did the vampires have them? There's the titties right there. <laughs> Blow this back out. No, Just these, like you these said. These characters are talented. They're not going to need that. That's not going to be. But the thing is, if they were set to protect them, why was it about to kill that guy? I don't know. But this is like, it's got like feeling from so much like Evil Dead. Yeah. The campiness of, you know, the slasher movies. Yeah, it does remind me of Evil Dead. Yeah, they're uh, just stuck up in the cabin. That's true, and he was missing his arm. The guy yeah. with the one arm shot. The one with the yeah. army. What's that, that what was that call? third Evil Dead called? Army of Darkness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Part two back is my in, favorite one. Back oh, in time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Well, episode two is going to be legit. I can tell me I'm really excited for it. Me too. All right, well, we're going to sign off here. We got our predictions, and uh, go uh, check out Devin Brown's podcast. It's called Wait. You were Mormon. With Devin Brown. With Devin Brown. Available on all Devin hosts. Brown. Check it out. Right. Platforms. Right. We got Money G right. at uh, YouTube or at uh, Funny Bone. Money G, uh, Money G at Funny Bone. Um, also, uh, Money G Goins on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And also, I'll be hosting a comedy show in Mansfield at Belcher's uh, Friday, Friday night. So, if you're in the Ohio area, yes. head to Mansfield Friday night. Belcher's. Be there, eight o'clock. Yeah, and we got Anita D. That's me. And maybe we might have an addition to next week. <laughs> maybe. Terry. Terry. Come back. And I'm Jason. We're gonna sign off. Till next time. Peace. Peace. Point Podcast for the Focal Point Cinema and Sound Company.